And the reason so find a purpose. Everybody's anxiety is is trumped up. Nice wink. Well played. Um, is is that we have so much time to read the fucking internet about all the bullshit Donald Trump says? Because you know what? In George Washington's day, nobody gave a fuck what George Washington felt like in the morning. Because right. they didn't even realize he was there most of the time. Yeah. This is Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. These apes are not emotional support animals, and they fling verbal poo. Listen with caution. Okay, so let me ask you gently. You're going to ask me gently? How are you feeling, Don? Are you feeling any kind of anxiety lately, like since maybe January of 2017? Or maybe even, you know, May of 2015, like since Trump came on the scene to be president? Like, are you feeling any Trump anxiety? Let me answer you not gently, because you know me. Mm. Fuck no. Okay. Yeah. I don't feel much anxiety. Why? You don't. Mm-mm. You don't feel anxiety. Well, because there's this thing, apparently, where it's called Trump anxiety, mm-hmm. um, and Apparently, these sociologists or psychologists and psychiatrists are coining this term because people are coming for mental health help and they're experiencing anxiety that is directly correlated with whatever the fuck is going on with the country right now as a result of Donald Trump's presidency. I have to correct you. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we talk about doing this topic, mm-hmm. it is not sociologists and psychologists, it's therapists. There, yes, okay, you're right, yes, I misspoke. Therapists yes. have yeah. created the concept of Trump anxiety syndrome, and I think it's just like doctors making up fucking diseases to give kids and sell drugs. Uh, this is just therapists trying to drum up some business. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how you know? real it actually is. Like, one, I mean, my, so I have an issue with with it to start, but the, one, of the th- one of my issues with it is that I was looking it up, and like, all right, who's really saying this? Like, what... And I searched the internet. I didn't spend too much time on it because I don't really give a total fuck because I think it's kind of stupid. But give me a break, yeah. The only sources that I saw anything that was really talking about it were Fox News mm-hmm. and CBN News, which is a Christian news network. Yes, it is. So consider your source on this thing actually actually existing. Like these are probably some right wing. Well, we know Fox News is right wing, mm-hmm. and a Christian news network probably leaning a little right. Probably not the most reliable sources. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, like, you, you can have anxiety about what's happening in the country. You can have anxiety about the state of the world and the state of, um, you know, what's going to happen to brown people or LGBTQ or, you know, like, I get that. You know, things are a little rocky. Like, I mean, right away, the Muslim ban. Like, that shit's scary. I get it. But what he's doing isn't anything new. If you're just now feeling anxiety because... Trump is going after Mexicans or let's just brown people, like POC, right? Um, And the LGBTQ LGBTQ community. If you're just now realizing that there's a problem... too many, like, letters. Yeah, I know. And there's a whole lot... POC, LGBTQ, it's too many. Yeah. Well, there's a whole lot... There's a lot more letters that I could tack on than LGBTQ. Yeah. But if you didn't realize that there were problems with that before, you weren't paying attention. 
like that anxiety and here we are two white males yeah. that really don't have to fortunate enough privileged enough whatever you want to call it to not have to deal with that kind of daily fear but you know we're concerned about our fellow citizens and our mm -hmm. you know our fellow brothers and sisters but this is not trump alone all this shit is not trump alone he's acting on it more and he's not being totally successful with it so okay but it don't and fuck that guy don't give him another thing to put his name on that son of a bitch has enough has his name on enough shit it's bad enough yeah. he's got his name on the chicago river you know lighten the fuck up your Again, anxiety it's just your anxiety that's well, it this is the thing it's the best therapy because i really do i think trump is making everybody money trump yeah from the minute he announced he was getting in office he's been making journalists money comedians are making money off of trump Politicians are making money. Graphic designers making memes are making money off yep. of Trump. Painters are painting Trump. Balloon makers are making giant mm -hmm. Trump baby balloons. They're yep. making fucking money off of Trump. And now the therapists want in on it. Oh, are you feeling uncomfortable because you basically read too much fucking Facebook? Yeah. And you just are so freaked out about Donald Trump and the existence of Donald Trump that you just can't function in society? My argument is if Donald Trump is enough to push you over the edge, Maybe you shouldn't leave the house because maybe you're just a little bit too weak yeah. to survive. Yeah. Give me a break. He's an asshole. Yeah, and that's it. And that's if it. You're, if you're concerned about healthcare, and you know, it's not—it's not just you know the the gay community or, or people of color. It's it's the poor, right? Like th there's concern there too. But like if we look at healthcare, that was a problem mm -hmm. in, in in the Obama days. Yep. You know, so it's not Trump. It was Mitch McConnell and all the fucking rest of them before. So why are we giving this to him? Why? Because he's just louder about it? Well, that shit was happening way before Trump it's even showed he's up. he's an asshole. The yeah. thing about it is at the... At the, at the at, at, I think... And I will say, while I'm not a therapist, I think I'm as... Every bit as qualified as most therapists. Because I can sit and listen quietly and take notes, and I can respond with advice. I mean, give me a fucking break. Therapy is, I'm sorry, I know you take therapy, but I think for the most part, therapy is just, let's have an objective friend listen to me. And it's like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Well, that's, I mean, you're... Why I, that's why I write articles, because I just write about my feelings, and then you know, and then the world's my fucking therapist, and I don't have to pay anything. You've got, and I don't want to get too far yeah, off, you know, but, yeah, about yeah. the therapy, but I mean, I there are, it's... there is training, and I, I can see with my therapist that he's not just you know the, the shoulder or the the third party you know i mean there's like he's got cues and he's taking me a different way and he catches things that based are just, on what science whatever science he pays there for is no school. science it's pseudoscience psychiatry is the most unproven science it's the most sugary snake oil fucking sales bullshit ever created it's like brain surgeons saying they can fix your brain they don't know anything about the brain they don't even know how it works so why would you trust somebody to get and poke in it why? Because they say they can? Well, I'll tell you this. So, I mean, you're right. Like, you could be a therapist. And in a way, you are my therapist. Because, you know, because I'll come here and I'll talk about all my shit with my kid and my wife and well, so that Trump stuff. You know, audience is therapists. Right. They're listening. And they don't help because they don't, they don't comment. They don't email me and say, hey, I listen to the, the podcast. I just want you to know that it's going to be okay. Or... You know, well, then if, so if listeners, I, come on, sack up here. I need help. If, if I'm if I'm as qualified as a therapist, then I'm. Well, I don't think you are. Own, well, I think I am. I am. Trust me. I'm going to label my new syndrome, my own syndrome. Okay. And you can only solve that syndrome if you come to my house and give me fifty bucks to listen to you piss and moan about it. It's called sore losers 
syndrome. I tell you what, man, for 50 is, bucks, that's a deal I'll yeah, take to be a sore thing, loser. Because I'm telling you, the thing about it is, I look at Trump and we, I think most people that are anxiety, have great anxiety, the anxiety started the 91. And it hasn't abated because they wanted Hillary so fucking bad. Yeah. And it was so inconceivable that this loudmouth fucking asshole would win and that when he won, there was nothing you could, there was no, so we're right. doing everything to claim that it was, you know, that it was collusion with the Russians, that it was everything. We're doing everything we can to deny that half the, or uh, let's, let's be generous and say a quarter of the country voted for him and would vote for him again. Right. And will vote for him again. Well, I think that's a good point is that the, you know, anxiety exists because of the unknown or lack of control. Right, like you're like I don't I don't know what to do, and you you freak the fuck out. Like that's that's where anxiety mm-hmm. breeds, right? That's that, that that's what breeds anxiety. So we could say that it's not Trump anxiety, but it's DNC anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, because they fucked up by giving us Hillary, or yeah. it's Hillary anxiety because she's such a fucking tool that the only person who could lose to Trump is Hillary Clinton. Yeah, it's but true. it's it's so much more. It's just so much more that all of that shit was so already in play yeah and if you're subject to anxiety and it just now kicked in well it's not just trump like there's other shit going on with you like you've never had anxiety before until just now i then yeah you need to just stay inside because you're not handling your shit all that well let me take you on a trip for a second and we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna go a little off topic but you'll see where i'm going with it all right ready this is an article in uh what is this this is in daring fireball Mm-hmm. Okay. Samsung's anti-iPhone 10 ads show why it keeps losing to Apple, who I will point out is now a trillion-dollar company. Mm-hmm. This is actually writing for Phone Arena, so it's phonearena.com. This was a quote. Instead, Samsung decided to focus on the negative marketing and go after its rival. What's happening is Samsung is trying to play a finite game here. Its objective is to win the battle of this smartphone generation, which comes at the expense of its own brand strength and integrity. Such unprovoked aggression, aggressive behavior is never typical of the winning side. It's most often exhibited by the losing team, which realizing that the final seconds of the match are ticking away starts playing in a rough and desperate, pissed off way. After the confident Galaxy S8 launch, Surely the missed expectation for this Galaxy's S9 have put some pressure on the consumer products team, but again, Samsung's not playing the game it should be playing, and its behavior is atypical for a gigantic tech company that's supposedly a market leader and an innovator. And what I will say, here's where I'm going with this, is that that's what, that describes Mm -hmm. the progressive side of things. The Democrats, the socialists, and everybody else on the left, that's the game we're playing. Yep. We're so desperate, we're so angry, we're so fucking freaked out that Donald Trump somehow became president, which is so un- unbelievable, inconceivable, Yeah, that we, we're desperate. And so all we're doing is we're throwing everything can- we can at him, and we're trying to say, good God, he's the most worst evil piece of shit ever. Since Rumpelstiltskin don't say his fucking name, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the thing about it is... <laughs> What's going to win the election and what is going to get rid of Trump anxiety syndrome is hope. Is focusing so Obama? on Obama? No, Obama can't run again. I know. Yeah. It's finding candidates that are Biden, not, Obama can. Yeah, yeah, I know. That. I know. Biden's over. He's too fucking old anyway. And I love Uncle Joe. Yeah. He should not run. He really shouldn't. 
Um, but the thing about it is, he should have run. He should have. Is, run. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is, is we need hope. We need we need messages of forward momentum rather than focusing on the shit ass that happens to be sitting in the Oval Office now. Mm -hmm. That is a no win strategy. It was a no-win strategy when Hillary was trying to run against him. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a no-win strategy in 2018, and it's going to be a no-win strategy in 2020. We want to get rid of the Trump anxiety syndrome. Find candidates that are not willing to fight fire with fire, but are willing to fight fire with water. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um... I, I don't know what I was going to say there, but I, I agree 100% with that. I just, I think it's, it's, well, okay, here's what I was going to say, is that I recognize that there are people that are anxious about it, and they're, they're the poor, they're the people of color, they're LGBTQ, I, I, I get it. But like you said, here's how to get past it. Fuck Trump anxiety. Yeah. Get a bucket of water and throw that shit on the fire there. That's on, on the Trumpster fire. That's, that's how you got to beat this thing. And I know it's it's easier said than done to just own your anxiety and use it as as fuel to you know to to fight like that's going to get you up in the morning and you got to do better. But that's the hard part about anxiety and depression and fear is that you've got to fucking get past it. You've got to get out of bed every morning. Well, and, and the thing do your is, shit. This is the thing that's the self fulfilling fear prophecy of of anxiety of anxiety. And you and I've talked about anxiety before. Mm -hmm. Is that. The thing that beats anxiety, at least in my experience, and, I, and, and you know, it's not true that I don't feel anxiety. I feel anxiety just like anybody else. Yeah. You know, in fact, that's why I mentioned that to my wife not too long ago. She was feeling pretty depressed, mm -hmm. and she's like, "You never feel depressed." And I said, "That's not true. I feel just as depressed, and my depression is very deep. I just don't fucking tell anybody about it. Mm -hmm. It's nobody else's business." You know, it's right. my job to deal with my own depression. And it's not clinical depression. It's not chemical depression. It's just sometimes I get really, really down. I don't mm -hmm. suicidal or anything like that. But the fact is, yeah, I get anxiety. Yeah. But, the real, but what I have to do and what I believe is we have to have coping mechanisms to deal with that anxiety. Right. And I think we're several generations into not being, not being taught how to deal with it. And the argument right now is that we should all act upon our feelings, own our feelings, that our feelings are just as important, our rational self. And I disagree. I disagree because Generation X isn't suffering from Trump anxiety disorder. I would say that Trump being president is the most unexpected thing that could happen, right? Because he beat the Clinton machine and all that crap, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing is when your plans don't go as planned, mm -hmm. Uh, like I can't speak to divorce because I've never been divorced and I hope to never be divorced, but I've gone through some breakups, mm -hmm. but I've got a friend who's going through a divorce and she was talking to me and like her husband is just, I mean, he's being a dick and that's partly the reason they're getting a divorce, but the yeah. things he's saying and doing as they're like signing papers, I'm telling her, I'm like, it makes sense why he's doing this because mm -hmm. he's hurt, he's frustrated, he's disappointed and he's lashing out because this is not what his life, what he thought his life would be or what he thought his marriage would be. And that's hard. Like, being disappointed on, grand, on a grand scale like this is hard. And that's where the anxiety can come in. Is like, this is, I don't know what to do. This is not, I did not have a backup plan for this. But when the ship tips over, you don't plan for that, except that you do. Because you've got a PFD, 
Yeah. You've got lifeboats. You've got your flares. Well, you need and you need you, to fucking need figure Apple that shit maps. out. You need Apple Maps or Google Maps in your brain. Because when you take a wrong turn, yeah. what happens is it goes rerouting, yeah. rerouting, and it shows you an alternate route to get to the same place you're going. Right. And what we've lost the ability, maybe it's because we rely upon computers so much, we've lost the ability well, to yeah. go, oh shit, we just took a wrong turn as a country. And so instead of rerouting, uh, yeah. instead of rerouting, we stand on the fucking side of the road and pout and weep. We're not even on the side of the road. We're in the middle of a fucking street. Yeah, well, yeah. With our with our right turn signal on, thinking we need to turn left. We're all sorts of fucked up. Yeah. And that's a good point, is that we rely on the computers. Like, I, Katie will laugh at me because I like to look at them. I, I get a new atlas every Christmas. I think we've talked about this. Yeah. My grandma gets me a new atlas every year. And I like the maps. And I give her shit. I give Katie shit because... She laughs at me like, oh, just, just use your Google Maps. And I'm like, no, I want to know where I'm going and I want to look at it ahead of time. I just don't, I don't want to just follow the cues on the, on the ways or the, you know, the Google Maps. Yeah. Uh, because when, if the internet takes a shit and Google Maps is no longer available or ways is no longer available, this motherfucker right here is going to know how to get where he's going because yeah. I know how to read Rand McNally. So the thing is, you know? <laughs> I exclusively use GPS to get wherever I'm going. Even when you know where you're going. Even when I know where I'm going, yeah. I have such bad sense of direction. But you do, and things, you're the only person I know who has a worse sense of direction than I do. I have the shittiest And sense I'm of fucking However, stupid. one of the things I can say is, I existed and was driving cross-country before there was GPS. Yeah. So I know how to read a fucking map. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we have to do, is we've got to go, all right, yeah, shit's fucked up. I'm feeling anxious because I don't know where the country's going, and this dickbag in the White House has the power to really fuck shit up even worse for me or for my brethren. Yeah. But how do I how do I reroute? Well, and you know, and how do I reroute I think this one shit? Of the things you have, one of the things to reroute the Trump anxiety syndrome is, and I, and I know this is not pleasant for people to understand, but nobody fucking cares about your feelings. I mean, as much as we all say in this I disagree with you there. Nobody, everybody cares about everybody else's feelings. That's no, no, why the storytelling shows are no, no, what they are. Nobody cares for real about your feelings. The reason the storytelling is because you're, you are really affirming their feelings. It's not okay. that they, right. that's the thing. They care about their own feelings. Nobody really gives a shit how anxiety, how, unless they're trying to make some money on it. Yeah. Nobody cares. Or if, the, or if they're farming your feelings and anxiety to say, how is it I like mean, mine? And, and oh, like, I feel that like way too. All okay. the, the black lives matter, all lives matter, blues lives matter. Ultimately, no lives matter to anybody except for the people whose lives they are and the closest loved ones. That's it. Yeah. And if there's nothing more concrete to understand, it's like, look at any natural disaster that happens any place but the United States. We don't give a flat fuck about thousands of Thailandese dying in a fucking tsunami. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, will we piss and moan about about, what, 25 people getting shot in Las Vegas? That's well, what I'm saying. It was over 50. Well, okay, but it's not <laughs> thousands. But my point no. is, yeah, yeah, okay. if all okay. lives matter, if, 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 if right. the lives matter, then all the lives matter, and not just our lives. But the thing about it is we are, we are yeah. as a country, we are just as self-centered as we are as individuals, which really... Your bills? I don't give a fuck about your bills. You know why? Because I care about my bills. Okay, so there's two things I have to push back on you here. Great, right? that's why we're gonna... One, I know what you're saying. Yes. I know what you mean. But you have to be careful when you say, no, fuck it, all lives matter. Because that's a, that's a dangerous, that's a tripwire. I'm saying, I'm saying that all lives do not matter. 
Well, but you said if if they matter, then it we was, need to act this way because you, you can't say for it. you can't say all lives matter because that is directly <laughs> tied to Black Lives Matter and the reason that. But Black lives don't matter. Well, but in in the scheme of that in the that grand marketing scheme that, of everybody in America, Black lives don't fucking matter, which is why they had to come up with a slogan that said right, Black lives yes. matter. And we don't need to be reminded they matter yeah. if they matter. And we just need to be clear here that when you're saying all lives matter, it's the humanist view, the you know the thirty thousand foot humanist view not an anti like it's not just black lives matter all I lives matter too because anti. i love black lives yeah matter. because that needs to be said because i don't think people are forgetting i don't think it needs to be said because i'm i'm beyond giving a fuck what assholes who want to try to pin something on me are going to say all right i'm just trying to i'm just is. trying to clarify it in case exactly what my yeah. intent is and i'm not going to shy away but if somebody wants to go on or online and go oh you're an all lives matter guy i'm going to go fuck you you're a fucking idiot and i'm going to move on yeah. Because ultimately, that's what we need to do to Trump. Yes. Fuck you. You're an idiot. We're moving on. That, and that's what I'm saying. Like, fuck this guy. Let's figure out a way to put out the fire, put out the Trumpster fire. If we, and I'm using that term yeah, yeah. sort of, you know, sarcastically, yeah, facetiously. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is that you don't care about my bills, and of course you do. Why the fuck would you? I mean, you know, I, mean, However, I, I actually care probably more about your bills than <laughs> someone I've never met before. Right. But the point is, I haven't met so many out of 7 billion people. Because if I came much, to you and I said, dude, yeah. Katie and I are in hard times, and... Whatever like, I've got is yours. I know you don't have so a I, shitload, like you're I not just, really you know, pissing away money, but like, bills. can you spot me money yeah, for groceries, you know? If yeah. you came to right. me and said, hey, Don, one of my college buddies that you've never met and I've never even told you about needs money, can you give it? I'm like, fuck off. I don't even know this guy. Yeah. Well, and that's well, and th that's the thing. Is like That's why charity... Fucking you know, I'm, Jared I, asshole. I, I said, Chad, I, you know, that motherfucker. To be clear, I have no friends named Chad by design. Well, okay. But I'm yeah. just saying, if it was Chad, I would yeah. say that motherfucker. If it was Chad, I would probably say that okay, motherfucker. You wouldn't ask me. Well, you say, that's why you're asking me for money, because you, you're you not going to give me your money. No, I'm going to just turn around and give it to Chad. Yeah. Like, Chad, I, I got you. I just I, got I need you. to work Don, some shit out. I'll take care of it, because Don's a softie. Yeah. I'm just like, who gives a shit? Let's move past it because, goddamn it, the only real therapy for a de democracy is to vote. Well, and that's the other thing is that there is a just point vote for better fucking people. Man. There's a point in therapy where if you keep going back to your therapist saying, "I'm unhappy," "I'm," "I'm," "My wife," "This," or "My husband," mm -hmm. you know, "I'm," "My," "My marriage," "Blah blah blah," and "My job," and this and that. At some point, the therapist has to say, "Maybe you need to get out of your marriage." Maybe you need to get a new no, job. Don't. You have to get why rid of because you've got to eliminate the thing that no, causes that anxiety. You're a therapist. Yeah. Let's see your therapist. Okay. And I've met therapists. And most of the therapists that I've met on a personal level are fucked up people. We're all fucked up. Nobody, nobody needs therapy more than therapists. And most therapists are in therapy. therapy. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, so that's the first thing to keep in mind. The thing about it is, okay, so I'm your let's just say I'm your therapist and you're paying my bills. You're you're giving me yeah. money. Why on earth would I solve your problems? Well, that's just it. You don't want to work yourself you work yourself out of a job. If I, yeah, if I solve your problems, then you're no longer paying me. So it's sort of like an improv school. Okay. Yep. I'm just going to keep milking you for bucks and promising you a quick fix, which is sort of like politicians. Sure. It's the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. We're going to keep promising you shit that we're never going to deliver on knowing that if we deliver on it, you won't vote for us anymore. Yeah. And this is how you know that Apple is, and I know you love Apple and mm -hmm. I like Apple too, but this is how you know that Apple 
is not your friend or your therapist mm. because they are not trying to solve your problems. Mm. Every two years, your tablet, your phone, your computer will start to take a shit and eventually, if you don't replace it, it won't work anymore with the way the world is or with the programs that the software that Apple's created. That's if they want accurate. you That's not accurate. It's come like on six, seven years. Uh, if you really want to stretch it, okay. But no, I mean I still have it um, my fucking desktop is a two thousand eleven desktop and it works perfectly fine. It has everything it needs to do. Okay. Alright. It has not taken a piss. It is not obsolete. Now, granted, it can't get the latest operating operating system. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, there you go. Like, but I mean, it begins. Is, yeah. But the thing about it is, and it's the idea that because it has to have the latest operating system, that it doesn't. That's what function. they sold you on. Is that it this idea? Function. Yeah. The thing is, it functions fine. Right. It doesn't have the latest bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. But that's the idea that 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 Apple is creating products that are going to be obsolete in two years is completely erroneous. I don't know if it's erroneous. It's completely erroneous. I've had this iPad for four years. And and it works perfectly fine and has the latest operating system. But at some point, yeah. as they increase the power, as they're increasing, it just makes sense that eventually, unless they're just never going to innovate beyond what they've created, which is ridiculous and no industry ever did that. Right. You know, is that... Well, KitchenMate did with their mixers. No, eventually their mixers become obsolete. Because they make a better mixer. My grandmother. Yes. She's 94 years old. Well, she still has the same mixer, but that has nothing to do with her. It lasted forever. That mixer, she got as a wedding gift in 1946, mm -hmm. February of 46. It took a crap like a year ago. Mm -hmm. So whatever that's 60, 70, whatever the fuck it's been. You know, and at that point she was like, I don't think I need a new mixer. <laughs> I've done all the baking the and mixing made, I'm going to do. I'm good. Computer, <laughs> if you made a computer out of materials that would never give out, yeah. first of all, your computers would be $15,000 a piece. Right. And second of all, you couldn't put them on your desktop because it'd crash your fucking desktop. It'd be too heavy. Well, and that's part of the reason that this, you can you can buy a... miniaturization costs... It, it, yeah. You have to use cheaper... It's like basically iPhones and iPads, and for that matter, Android phones, are made mostly glue. Yeah. Well, and that's why, like you know, you can buy a you can buy a PC laptop for three hundred bucks. Yes, you can. And it will probably All go to absolute it. shit in like two three years. Mm -hmm. It'll be really slow. It'll be fun. And the Apple will hang out. You can get through it for five or six, um, but it costs a little bit more. If you suffer from anxiety because of Trump or your job or your marriage or whatever your your poverty, whatever the fuck it is, mm -hmm. and that gets solved, there's a pretty good chance that something else is going to come along that causes you anxiety again, that you're going to feel the need to go back to the therapist. Which means your, your problem wasn't solved. Right, because I don't know that you can solve things like anxiety. Sure you can. You just have to learn coping mechanisms. But you'll always have something. There will always be something that you might feel like, in this instance... Because I've, I've been in and out of therapy. You have coping mechanisms. You know how to handle yep. any incidents. That's the whole point of having coping mechanisms. Well, but sometimes things get ahead of you. Like, okay, so here's... So in... I've seen a lot of therapists over the... I mean, the first therapist I went to, I was in... Say, I was 11 years old in sixth grade. My parents sent me in therapy because I was a fucking lunatic asshole. And they're like, we don't know what to do with you. Go here. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many sessions I went to, but I lied through every single fucking one of them. Um, but I... 
So anyway, that's how it began. Okay, and then and this gives you a perfect example of going back and forth. Your parents yeah. said we don't know what to do with him. He's filled with angst and anxiety. I'm assuming that's what they said. I don't. Well, whatever I don't it is, know. Yeah. They sent you to a therapist. You know, yeah. my mom did when she was fed up with me and couldn't figure out how to deal with me. Threw a rock at you? No. She indentured me to a horse ranch for some. Because <clears throat> mm. it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't that she was concerned that I couldn't handle it or handle the world. It was like, give me a fucking break. So let me send him to day camp, which is really just an indenture. Yeah. I worked in a horse ranch. I painted miles of barbed wire fence white because that way the horses could see barbed it. Barbed wire? Yeah, you, you had the, the barbed wire, you painted it white oh, that's so that the horses rude. wouldn't run into it. Okay, yeah, you well, yeah, yeah. And I fucking show, I got kicked three times by fucking horses in the chest. That explains a lot. You know, oh yeah. You know, I cleaned up mountains of horse shit. And I was the youngest guy on the crew, so yeah. they, those fucking assholes made oh, me yeah. do everything. Yeah, you had all the grunt work. You know what? And like, it's not like... It's grunt not work like on a horse get, ranch is fucking you know, grunt and work. Get, and I gotta tell you, this is just from me to you, yeah. when you're busy working your ass off, you don't have fucking time no. to be anxious. You do not. There's no anxiety to it. You're too busy being That's why. Tired. You gotta busy yourself. Get off the fucking internet. So that's what I'm saying. Don't go to the therapist. Get a fucking job. Well, or go it, out and volunteer for fucking houses for habitats for humanity. I agree with that 100%. Or, yes. Or, or pick up cans on the fucking highway, but do something with your time rather than sit and talk about how shitty you got it and how awful the world is and how much fear you have. Go do something. Because when you're doing something, you don't worry about that stuff. You're that's busy true. doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why, like, I love... I have now solved everybody's problems, and I think everybody should give me one giant referral and at least one fee. Yeah, I think maybe twenty five bucks. I'll take everybody gives you twenty five bucks. Everybody. Yeah. And you can buy a new fucking iron with That'll it. That'll pay for an iron. Or your first or iron. Some bills or something. Not even a new iron, just You're a first me iron. A fucking iron. Yeah. It's used, but God it's good. You don't have to pay for an iron. I think that I mean with therapy because you're you're right. Like busy yourself, do things, get out there and be active and take hold and control of your life. Don't be so sedentary and reactive or uh victim victimized here's, here's, by it. Here's an interesting statistic I read not too long ago is that as we've approached more and more leisure time, because right now all we piss and moan about nobody has leisure time, we actually have like at the end of the year, we have like months of more leisure time than somebody did in like say 1930. Yeah. I mean months. 19, of, well the 30s were an ugly time. <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Leisure yeah. time. And there is an argument, and it's a psychological argument. Therapists have made it. Mm -hmm. Psychologists have made it. But the argument is that the source of most unhappiness is idle time. Yeah, right. That when you have more time to think about the shit, you dwell on the stuff that's not important more often. That when you're too busy to work, when, you know, the, the argument is... You know, when our life expectancy was 35, you really didn't have fucking time. No, you got to run. Piss and yep, moan you got about shit Donald to do because the clock is ticking. Yeah, you didn't piss and moan about uh, how bad the Roman Catholic Church was because you know what? You were going to die in five years. Yeah, so you let's need, get it going. You need, nine, you need to make nine kids you quick to kids tend to the farm. To, yeah, yeah. You, got, you got shit to do yeah. and you're going to die anytime. So death is. You know. yeah. Well, now we live till our, we're 80 and we just have too much time on our hands. We so have retirement. So miserable. We're so miserable. Yeah. It's like, why are we miserable? We have more leisure time. And that maybe is why we're more Because we lose purpose. And so the reason so find a purpose. Everybody's anxiety uh, is, is trumped up. Nice. Wink. Well played. Um, is, is that we have so much time to read the fucking internet about all the bullshit Donald Trump says. Because you know what? In George Washington's day, nobody gave a fuck what George Washington felt like in the morning. 
Because right. they didn't even realize he was there most of the time. Yeah. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. All right, so my first thing to do this week, wash your bed sheets. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Don, wash your fucking bed sheets. My wife does that. Whatever. Wash your bed sheets and then iron your bed sheets. Yeah, fuck off. I've got a iron whole long theory on this. I'll, yeah, iron your bed sheets because there is nothing better than slipping into bed into freshly ironed bed sheets. Yeah, but it if you've is, got flannel sheets, then there's no Oh, it, it doesn't matter. Like, then just iron the, the pillowcases, but just, like, smooth those you've things out. You've seen me in my house. Do you think either me or my wife iron anything ever? I'm wondering, do you even have an iron? No! Okay, I'm gonna get you an iron. You know, we won't and an ironing board. It. It'll be sad because we will just not use it, oh, and eventually man. it'll get sold off on Craigslist. I'm telling you, slipping into a freshly ironed bed is... Nothing is better. It will. It's your cure-all for everything. It will cure all of your Trump anxiety. It's the best thing to do. I think that's crazy. All right. My first thing is a read. I want you to read, and it just came out, Stephen Pinker's Enlightenment Now. Now, Stephen Pinker also wrote The Angels of Our Better Nature, where he basically takes uh, history, all of Western civilization's history, and basically shows you how everything, everything is much better you know, that, that as gloom and doom as we are, mm-hmm. that everything is really far better than it's ever been in the history of humankind. Mm-hmm. Enlightenment now, he goes back and he says, what we're abandoning in this day and age are the principles of the Enlightenment. And that the Enlightenment was that humanism, science, you know, this kind of thing, skepticism, mm-hmm. and that we've kind of, we're losing that in another age of demagoguery. And he's, it's a call for it. And, and he basically demonstrates in this book how those principles enforce progress, that, that, that all progress happens because of embracing these principles. So it's Steve Pinker's Enlightenment Now. Read it. And you could even argue that as great as things are now, that's the problem. Is that the reason that everything seems so terrible is because we've stopped thinking about enlightenment that way. Well, and some of us we, have, yeah. Well, yeah, but we've, we've hit pause on that. We've stopped, we've gotten stuck in the mud with it. Well, fear, fear, fear is the, is, yeah. I mean, what led to the Enlightenment was these very rich thinkers, these very, not rich, like financially, but like very smart guys mm-hmm. and women said, I don't want to be afraid anymore. Mm-hmm. And we need to, we need to approach this world from a different angle, right? from a more pragmatic stance, from a more rational thought process. Let's lose the fear of religion and let's see what the world looks like from this lens and it looks much better. Yeah. So my second thing is a watch. Uh, go to PBS and watch uh, American Masters, their episode on, on Hedy Lamar. No. Because that is... Now, I knew who Hedy Lamar was, but yeah. I didn't realize that Hedy Lamar was insanely smart. Like, she was oh, the yeah. most beautiful woman that ever existed in Hollywood or yeah. like the first bombshell or whatever. And I think the, the episode is called Bombshell or something like that. Um... But yeah, she, she was an inventor, mm-hmm. and she created these radio, like this system. And well, you know what? Just watch it. It's it's, it's remarkable. It right. really is remarkable. My second is a listen. Um, I recently at uh, Millennium Park got to hear uh, the opener for Amy Mann was a British group called This Is the Kit, hmm. and they were fucking phenomenal. And what I'm going to recommend is everybody listen to their latest album. Moonshine Freeze by This Is The Kid. This is the natural order of things, change sets in. Moonshine, 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 freeze. Moonshine, 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 freeze. Moonshine. Um, 
I loved them. I, it, you know, if, if, if my ushers are any indication, if you're black, you won't like it. <laughs> um, but, uh, and if the crowd for Amy Mann was any indication, if you like NPR, you will love it. Mm -hmm. But that was sort of the, the environment that we were in. But I just thought it was great music. I thought her voice is phenomenal. The lyrics are great. And the instruments are phenomenal. She plays banjo. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Cool. All right. And then my, uh, my final thing to do this week is do Bug House tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Just show up at a Haymarket at 7 o'clock. Mm -hmm. 10 bucks cash, please. Um, it's going to be a hell of a show. It's going to be a great hell show. Hell of a debate. Yeah, we, I mean, you and Carrie Caster, mm -hmm. and then uh, Paul Teoto and John Capal, and then uh, uh, two brand new, we've got uh, Jillian Kimmy and Zach Bartz of The Shithole. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a great, it's going to be a great show. Uh, my final one is a watch. Watch Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> God damn it. I think it's ruined all other action films existing, and... For one reason, all the existing, you, not to come. Uh, no, but existing. It's, okay. And, and, and there, there's one reason. And, and the thing about it is, if you watch all the Mission Impossible's, you kind of get this sense. And at first, if you if you really are, you care about these things, you go, "Fuck you, Tom Cruise, doing all your stunts. Yeah. Fuck you, you don't have any stunt man." But here's the thing: there are so many shots because most action films are, you know, like the big scary moment, the hanging from the helicopter, or the it's it's. Oh, we're gonna do multiple angles and multiple shots, mm -hmm. and that storytelling goes mainly because there's all of a sudden it's a totally different human being, and they can't show it to you. So it's like right. seamlessly making the stuntman look like the actor. The thing about Mission Impossible Fallout is these amazing hold your breath, holy fuck, yeah. stunts are in single shots. Now they seem like they're minutes long, they're like twenty seconds long, but. Because it, it's all Tom Cruise. It's intense, yeah. Fuck you. This is an and. Tom Cruise is badass. He's a fucking badass. Yeah. And this movie is. I mean, I don't know if they can make another Mission Impossible mm, because okay. this wraps things up in such a really clean way. And there are there are callbacks all the way to the very beginning, all the way to the very first. Really? Yeah. It's it's pretty extraordinary. It is a great ride. You must see. Mission Impossible Fallout. Let's do it. And that's the podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.